flow in and to meet their emotional needs that uh, uh, they were quick, America was quick to shut the doors of the church. And I would like to preach a message in response to that, uh, that church is definitely essential, but it is necessary. And I will say this probably towards the end of the lesson or the message, but I'll say it now because it needs to be said. The church can live without America, but America cannot live without the church. It is that necessary. And we're living these last days, and this world is getting more and more wicked, and if you've not got it figured out yet, it's being prepared to worship the Antichrist. But until that happens, and until uh, we are raptured out of here, we need to understand that church is essential, church is necessary. Verse 15, now I refer to this verse very often. It's one of my favorite verses in the Word of God, especially when I have to deal with church behavior. And yes, part two and part three of this message would be how to behave in the house of God. I find that a necessary message to preach living in the day and age that we live in. But before we could ever get there, we got to get into church is necessary. Verse 15 But if I tarry long, he's writing to Pastor Timothy, who was pastoring this church. This is referred to as a pastoral epistle. This is to pastors to teach them, to help them on how to govern, how to lead a church. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself. That word behavior can do with mannerism, can do with your ethics, your convictions. In the house of God, which is the church of the living God, here's an important phrase, the pillar and the ground of the truth. Yeah, amen. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. So what did he just say? He said, Jesus is God, is what he just said. He said, God, Jehovah God, was manifested into the flesh. Amen. Amen. Emmanuel, God with us. Now let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. And then let's see what God has for us today. Our gracious Father, we come, we thank you. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this fine service that we have had so far and being blessed in the music and the singing where your saints come together to be a blessing and to sing praises to you. Now help us as we pay attention during the preaching hour and let the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of God talk with us in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Many Americans today, uh, they say that the church is not essential. It's not really important. Uh, They can take it or they can leave it. Matter of fact, through this, since last year about this time, there's been 30% of the people that were going to church that no longer attend church. They're out. They've quit. They have allowed COVID uh, to be an excuse to leave the church, to forsake the assembling and never return. After all, we got a vaccine now. 
And I'm not talking about being not safe and being foolish. Well, you know me, if you're sick, stay home. And I believed in that before COVID ever come out. If you're sick, you're running a fever or something. Not a, we, I, I want us to be able to share, but I wanted to be able to share in your barbecue ribs or hamburgers on the grill, not your flus. <laughs> All right. But I have seen how the devil has used this. He's been given a little place to work. It's a convenient excuse because it's sociably acceptable and it's politically correct. COVID. And so they've shut down the church. They've left the church never to return. I've also taken note that many that are of this opinion... And they're in leadership positions in the world today, especially in America. They were first to shut down the churches. Now, they left your beer joints open. They left the strip clubs open. They left the gambling casinos open. They left all the vile and the wicked, or they left big business open. But don't you dare ever attend a church. It's a super spreader. Satan would have you believe that the church is not important. And I think there needs to be some messages to help us understand that church is essential. Satan's children, now I've been on this for a number of months. You see, remember the tares, the parable of the tares and the wheat, and the Lord said that an enemy in the night had come and planted tares right in with the wheat. He said, well, what was he saying? He's saying there's tares right in among the wheat, God's children, that would, uh, they don't think church should be open either. They don't think church is essential. But I submit to you today that the church is not only important, not only is it necessary, but it is very essential. That, that word essential means you can't live without it. Why? Jesus started the church. Now, it's something that God did when he was here during his earthly ministry. And he says, now, I will build it. He was getting it started. The Bible says that he purchased the church. He bought it. With his own blood. That means Jesus is the sole owner of the church. And I'm not talking about the building. I'm not talking about the fancy properties we have. I'm talking about saved, born-again believers. Uh, where the Holy Spirit of God live within us. Jesus paid for us. Uh, the sister was singing about the blood paid it all. The blood paid for our sins. He bought us and we received and accepted God's gift. God bought us with his precious blood. We make up the church, and the church is essential. God owns it. The church is necessary. I want to give you three things this morning on, uh, from the Bible on why the church is essential. Number one, the church is essential, and it is necessary in its mission. And its mission, we, according to this Bible there in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in it around verse 20, our mission, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. 
the saved, born-again believers. We are ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. I think everybody's familiar with that term, ambassador. What is an ambassador? What do they do? The church is essential because of its mission. Its mission is we are ambassadors for light, uh, for the Lord, and we are to reconcile the lost to Christ. The ministry. But also, according to this Bible... If you was to turn over to Matthew chapter 5, we'll turn just a little bit this morning. Matthew chapter 5, then one of the missions of the church is that we're to be salt and light. Matthew chapter 5, and he was here on his discourse. Some would call it the Sermon on the Mount. They would be right. But he was teaching the apostles who the Bible later said were the pillars of the church. And he says here, so I believe it has some application to the church, where to be salt and light. And he says in verse 13, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. You are the light of the world. We're to shine for Jesus. That is our mission. The church is essential. And boy, God help America. God help this world when God raptures the light, which is the church, out of this world. There's going to come a bad time called the tribulation. Boy, we're close. We are right on the brink of this thing. But until we're out of here, it's not time to sit. It's not time to clean up the kitchen. It's time to say, hey, we are the salt and we're the light. The world should be looking towards the church on the, uh, on the principles of morality, what is right and what is wrong. But I hate to tell you this, we're living in such a wicked day where I think <laughs> the world is influencing the church to such a point you cannot tell the difference between the two but God's design was the church to be salt and light you know salt we often refer to salt and say well salt it makes things savory and it does and 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 the world should be able to look at the Christian and we should be just salty enough to enhance the flavor of the gospel but let me tell you something else that salt is good for. It's a cleansing agent. It's an antiseptic. That's what salt's good for. And see, we've lost that. The salt has lost its savoriness. We're not the antiseptic anymore. Anything goes in a church. The world, America, they can't look to the church and say, you know, are, are we seeing this wrong? What is right, what is wrong? It's every man's doing that which is right in his own eyes. But the church is essential in the fact that it is salt. Its mission is to stand fast in the truth. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. He says, watch ye, stand fast in the faith. And he says, quit you like men, be strong. What's he saying? He's saying, man up for Jesus. The church is essential. You know, I'm amazed, and, and I'm, I'm keeping track of it, the people that don't come back to church even though they've been vaccinated. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
I'm amazed at the people that won't come to church, but yet they'll stuff themselves inside of a jetliner. They didn't shut them down, did they? They'll stuff themselves inside of amusement parks. They'll stuff themselves inside of a crowded store with the excuse, well, you got to get groceries. Well, you can do DoorDash. They'll deliver it right to the door. But you still go anyway, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You see... That's somebody's got the mindset that church is not essential. It's okay. It's, it's, it's I can take it or I can leave it. It's all right. And the devil's really happy with that. And you as the child of God and the people listening to my voice this morning, you need to understand if you're saved and born again that the church is necessary and it's necessary in its mission that it has been called to do, to stand fast in the truth. It is to be a place where there's preaching of the word of God. I find it amazing that churches don't want to focus on preaching of the Word of God. The Bible says this, For after this, the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. Preaching. I want to build, I will. (laughs) God's going to build the church, but I'm going to use preaching to do it. Why? Because that is the biblical formula. I don't want to mess up God's biscuit recipe. He said preaching, it's the main ingredient there. And you say, well, what are we to preach? Preaching the word of God. That's how it's to be done. It's our mission. It's been commanded in 2 Timothy 4. He tells the pastor, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. You reprove, you rebuke, you exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Why? Because they're not going to get it the first time. <laughs> you got to be long-suffering. I have to do it again and again and again and maybe again. But our mission is to be salt and light. We're necessary. We're essential. God has given us a mission of light. We're ambassadors. But we're essential in our message. We have a mission, but what is the message? Jesus is alive. See, this world would have you believe that Jesus is not alive. And we're coming into uh, what the world would refer to as Easter, and that's okay if you want to refer to it as that. I refer to it as Resurrection Sunday. That's the day my Savior rose from the dead. I don't want to mar the image of my God with a rabbit. You say, wow, I like rabbit. I like rabbit on the grill. I love chocolate bunnies. <laughs> yeah, rabbits good. They're good. But the Bible is careful to tell us not to mar the image of Christ. But our message is that Jesus is alive. What did the Lord tell us? What did he command us? Go. That's the mission. Go ye therefore into all the world and do what? Sing it. No, he said preach the word. 
preach the gospel. What is the gospel? The death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our message is that Jesus is alive. Our message is that Jesus died for the world's sin. Our message is that Jesus can save you. Where sin abound, grace did much more abound. There's not a sin that can keep you from our Savior. That's our message. It's a message of hope. It's a message of encouragement. It's a message of love. It's so important. It is so essential. The gospel, the message, it's light. God is light. That light is referring to truth. He refers to wrong or sin as darkness. But he refers to God, the Word of God, as light, truth. That's our message. It's a message of truth. It's a, it's a message that would bring hope to the listening ear so that faith can be increased and increased to such a capacity that a person can call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to receive salvation. But here's what I want to bring the focus down because I see this is lacking. Church is essential because of its ministry. Now, the first point was its mission. Second point was its message. But thirdly, its ministry. I'm going to be on this in the next couple of weeks or when I get back to this depending on how God directs me in these next two weeks. But the word ministry, or to minister, means to render aid to another. Render aid to another. And so church is essential in its ministry, meaning that we render aid to one another. I see a pandemic. I understand we're in a pandemic, COVID pandemic. I'm not trying to make light of that. It's a very real thing. I've had it. I got the t-shirt for that. I did not like how I reacted to it. Of course, they assured me I was having a mild case and that I was trying to turn it into the man flu. And Jenny, she just got a kick out of that as they gave me a big shot to try to help me breathe, which actually worked, by the way. So I, I, I'm not making light of that. But we're to render aid to one another, and I'm finding another pandemic as we've been isolated, as we're not able to come together because the Bible is clear to forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. There's something supernatural in that. One God commanded us to do it. But let me give you a little enlightenment. Each and every human being has emotional needs that must be met. <laughs> If you was to be the only person alive in a perfect world, you'd end up going nuts. It's what happened to Adam. Got in all kinds of trouble. And God said, it's not good that man should be alone. <laughs> he just gets in all kinds of trouble. Adam didn't know what to do with himself. He needed a wife to give him a little direction. Oh, no. Now I'm meddling. I'm meddling. I'm meddling. But he says, God says it's not good that man should be alone. But not only was he just saying that for Adam or men, he was saying that for humankind. We're made for social 
interaction. And I'm amazed at the people that are so down on Christian education because it hurts people's social life. They were the first one to isolate, and they've not been socialized. They're like a bunch of wild animals. You get them out now. You notice that? <laughs> My point is, church has a ministry. You know, I... As far as ministries, I think we focus on the wrong thing sometimes. Now, I love music, and, and, and we're going to continue with music, and I want our young folks and folks to sing more and more specials and to be more and more involved. That is what I'm trying to teach and encourage. It does not bother me. we got all day to have children try to sing and try to praise God, and they need to learn that when they come to the house of God, they have a responsibility to administer aid or render aid to other people to be a blessing in song. It's part of the ministry, folks. Church is essential. And as we sit and isolate ourselves and we're seeing that suicide is at an all-time high, church, church people, God's children, he says, look, I know it can be hard to think that you're the only one trying to do right. You get knocked down. You got to get back up. But I want you to assemble together to help each other and render aid to one another. That's what church is about. People should not be afraid of their pastor. A pastor is an under-shepherd. Sheep should not be afraid of their shepherd. We're here to render aid. We're here to help, to give guidance, to help direct, to have that social interaction, that ministry to render aid, to help each other's emotional needs. Some people, and and you'll find as you get into a group of people, there'll be some people that you're more inclined to get closer to than others. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. It means that person might have the biblical gift that is lacking in your life. The Bible says that he gives each and every one of us a gift to minister to one another, to render aid to one another, and he puts us together into a body. And so when you come together, a heart can't operate outside of the body. The kidneys cannot operate outside of the body. They have a function, but they need the rest of the body to stay alive. You could be a hand. You could be an arm. You could be a mouthpiece. Of course, I already got that job. (laughs) But we need some hearts. Some compassionate people. We need some ears. People that can just listen. Man, I've had a bad week. Oh, really? Tell me about it. What's wrong? A lot of times we do not get the help that God has available for us because we do not understand that church is essential in its ministry and that is rendering aid one to another. Church, this congregation this morning, I didn't expect a bunch of lost people to be in here. Church is not for them. We're to go out and get them. They're welcome to come. I want them to come. But church, this assembling is for me and you and God's children this morning to help one another, to render aid to one another. You might have had a bad week. Maybe you have had one. Maybe you've had a bad one, maybe a taxing week uh, um, mentally. Maybe you've dealt with some anxiety. For some unknown reason this morning, we got on anxiety and how to deal with it. We were talking and teaching and preaching about prayer. That's a ministry. And how to overcome anxiety. And I even shared one of the anxieties that I had and how I have worked to overcome it. 
We all have anxieties. Maybe you have anxieties. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you have fears, but you'll find yourself wanting to partner with somebody that ain't afraid, and they balance you out. You ever been around that kind of person? It's not that they're overconfident. It's just like, yeah, I think we can do that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we can get it done. You're sitting there like, I just don't know. I don't know. And it doesn't mean that you're not no good. You just need that person that's not afraid of failure. Let me hit the marriage a little bit because May starts the focus on the family. Marriages. When you're married, spouses, you're to... You're to minister to one another. Now, I didn't really do a real good job with Jen yesterday in my job of ministering. Jenny, yeah, Jenny is, yeah, amen to that. Yeah, come on. I knew I had to tell it because she'd preach it or testify if I didn't. Jenny, I had Jenny, I worked Jenny yesterday. I had her weeding out the, the flower garden. And I told y'all I wasn't going to do that. You want them weeds out there, you got to get them out. So I sent Jen out. Well, I mowed. Mower started right up, by the way. Fired up. I, I poured a little stuff in it, but fired up. But Jenny, her allergies got the better of her. Does sneezing bother anybody else but me? Just me? Yeah, let me, let me ask this. How about if an individual you're sitting by sneezes over 100 times in a day? Is that, would that bother anybody? Yeah, Brother Corey, amen. Thank you for your honesty. I, I, I was really starting to get a complex over this. I thought maybe it's just me. I'm going to have to get right with God and repent. <laughs> I can handle a couple of sneezes, you know, three or four. A hundred, over a hundred. I lost count over a hundred. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Got toilet paper in her nose. Her nose is running. I'm like, oh, man. I wasn't doing very good yesterday ministering I left yeah yeah but that was hashtag prayed I was praying I spent a lot of time in prayer oh sorry hashtag sorry thank you thank you thank you the point is in marriage you're to be a minister to one another you're to be partners you say oh they annoy me yeah I, I know join the club I get it I know that, but it's no excuse. you got to be able to minister to the needs. I was okay after I got fed <laughs> this morning. <laughs> it's important in church that we have ministry, ministry of the word. We've got to preach the word. And the pastor is to be about the ministry of the word. Acts chapter 6, about verse 4. The Bible has the answers, and I, I, I don't have it here if you just look at my notes, but the Holy Spirit's, uh, I, I think it's the Holy Spirit giving it to me. It's a shame if a pastor doesn't have an answer for what you're going through because he won't study the Word of God. There you go. That's why the pastor is to be given to prayer and the Word of God, to study, to get down. I mean, I've spent some time studying about what, why is church essential. It's essential in its mission, its message, but its ministry. But more importantly, them, we're going all over the world, ministering to everything else, but we're not ministering to our own family needs. 
If we lose our families, we lose everything. The ministry to the saints, it's important that we understand that the Bible has commanded us to have this ministry to render aid one to another in our local assembly. Family. Family is God ordained. Now, I'm going somewhere with this because Friday night's family fellowship night. And I'm trying to help you understand what my intention, what my goal was. I want this thing to grow. I want every family to attend. And why is because I know in the day and age that we live in, it's getting harder and harder for young families to make it. And they're going to need somebody to render some aid to somebody, to others. And my ideal, my intention on that was that the older families that could be even empty nesters could help. Because as you get around some food, and we're having, by the way, we're having smoked brisket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now everybody's showing up. Amen. We'll have a good time. That maybe in the course of the conversation... They're like, man, I've been dealing with this. And you can get with somebody that maybe you're close to, and you can ask them about that. It's okay that we minister to one another and our, our needs. We have a great need of ministry to the families today. I'm finding in everything we watch that the biblical family structure, it must be maintained. What you're seeing on YouTube, what you're seeing on TV, they're, they're trying to program you to get you not to think about the proper, godly, biblical family. Husband and a wife, a man, a woman with children. They don't want you to, they don't want you to see that. They don't want you to think that. And the church is the ground and pillar of the truth. If we can't maintain that and stand fast in the, in the truth here in our church and minister to our families and encourage our families that are trying to do it God's way, God help us. I believe many churches are failing in this part today. We have adult issues that need to be addressed. How about single parent families? There's more and more today. Here's some issues. Here's some questions I wrote down that I think single parents probably have to try to deal with. They don't know where to turn. Can I be a mother and a father at the same time? That's an important question. Can my children develop normally without a father and a mother? I got news for you. It's going to be hard. I don't see how you can do it without church family. Why is because of the next question, what kind of discipline problems will I face? I'm going to tell you, we're, we're facing major discipline problems in America today because we've had too many single parent families and they've been warped. What do I tell the children? Hey, that's, that's a hard thing. What do I tell my children? Their fathers abandoned them. That's a hard conversation to have. Who's there to help? Who's there to help in that situation? Who's there? Nobody wants to talk about it because we're looking. If, you're not, if, if you don't appear to be a winner, then I don't want to fool with you. Church should be filled with people that need help. Just like a hospital is filled with people that are sick. Church is for people that need help. We're not ministering to our families in the church. Church is essential in its ministry. 
How about hurting children issues? I've had to deal with that. I, I, I hate to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm going to have to go back to college just to get a psychology degree. I've dealt with more uh, <laughs> mental issues than he can shake a stick at. How about hurting children issues? How about children that are angry with a divorce? So well, my kids have never said that. They probably won't. We see, we're back to that communication again. How about children that are hurting because they've been rejected by a remaining parent? They remind them too much of their ex. You say, oh, that don't go, it goes on more than you think. I've had to deal with that stuff. How about children that are hurting because they feel guilt for the divorce? They felt like they were the cause of it. Who's to reach out? Who's to help that child? We need to have ministry in our church, ministry to the family. How about a ministry, you want to start a ministry? How to put a fragmented family together. It's been about four years ago now that I preached a whole series of messages on how to put a fragmented family back together again. You know, it just happens. We're not living in a perfect world anymore. We've all been burnt in the fires of sin. But let me tell you something. That doesn't mean you're worthless. That doesn't mean you have no worth in God's eyes. God says, get back up, dust yourself off, and learn something from the Word of God, and do it right from here on out. I don't care if you're fragmented. We can put the thing together if we go God's way. But we got to have ministry. we got to be able to render aid to one another in that area. That's what was behind the family fellowship. That's why I want each and every one of you to attend because you can be a minister to somebody else that might be in need. Maybe not everybody's going to approach me. I really don't want the pastor to know. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I get that. But maybe you might have the confidence of somebody else. You say, man, I'd really love to ask so-and-so that question. Well, then that's what family fellowship's about. I believe family fellowship, this ministry to the family is important. If we lose our families, we lose our church. And I got news for you. The devil is on a full assault against the families. He is doing his best. And I'll just tell you this right now. He'll start with getting one or the other of you just annoyed with each other. Amen. I mean, I knew what was going on yesterday. I knew what was going on. I was wrestling with a message. I was wrestling with other things. And, 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 but I knew the devil was working too. The devil wants a little place to work from to hurt family and family togetherness. And it could just be in something as simple as being annoyed. See, the devil deals with you? Yeah. You got to learn what the devil looks like off the battlefield. No, no, I didn't mean that. I, it wasn't, no, not Jenny. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, the devil will appear to be your friend off the battlefield. On the battlefield, he's all armed up. You can spot him pretty easily because they, they show up like Goliaths, giants. But off the battlefield, he comes in as the lowly traveler. Oh, I'm just here to help you. Oh, you've been so done wrong. You better watch out. You better watch out. See, we don't understand what the devil looks like off the battlefield. 
ministry. The church is essential in its ministry. I understand missions ministry. I understand the preaching ministry. But let me tell you something, and you've seen this. Those of you who've been with me these nine years, you know I am strong and I'm about family. We do things together. That ain't fake. What you see here today is what I'm going to be tomorrow in our family. And, and that's why I share with you. Uh, uh, yesterday, I had a little, little problem. I got a little annoyed with Jen. But we got past it. It was okay. I'm not up here trying to preach perfect families and that, that there's perfect relationship. There is no good relationship that never has a conflict. You just, you just can't avoid them. But let me tell you something, and this ended up being a marriage counseling session. You need to learn how to resolve the conflict. Conflict resolution principles. Anybody ever been taught those? Be kind of nice to know some of those, wouldn't it? How to resolve conflicts with your spouse. Ministry to the family, there's a lot of work to do. We need the ministry to the family. Church is essential in its ministry. Not just to the lost, but to our families. We need to get this mindset because God says it. We're here to render aid one to another. We don't need to turn into a judgmental church, but we need to try to render a people are hurting emotionally. People are hurting. They're suffering with anxieties and they're afraid to say something to anybody. Why? Because of the stigma it's connected with it. That's why. Church is essential in its mission. It's essential in its message but it is essential in its ministry. And rightly so, when what I find mostly lacking, ministry to the family. And I thank God for mine. And I thank God for my wife who ministers with me. I don't think I could pastor as effectively without her. Working together, but ministering that's why it's important for you to attend church also. And that you should not be like the rest of the world that thinks church is not essential. Because what's going to happen is you're going to miss out on your emotional need. And somewhere down that road, your check engine light's on right now. And you're suffering. There's help. There's help. But you got to come if your tank needs fuel, you got to go to the gas station, right? If you need food, you got to go to the grocery store. If you need Christian help, where is that? Well, it's the church. It's the ground and pillar of truth. God's way, God's principles, there's help. Let's all stand this morning. Church is essential.